With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hang on. Oh, okay. Thank you for joining another edition of Bumps and Thumps, the talk of wrestling. I'm your host, Brian Ferguson. My guest today is a well-known in the independent circuit, including the NWA, Ring of Honor, and Full Impact Pro. He has held many single and tag team titles throughout his career, including the NWA Wildside Junior Heavyweight Championship and the Ring of Honor Tag Team Titles, just to name a few. Ladies and gentlemen, it is my pleasure to introduce and welcome Mr. Sal Renaro. Sal, thank you, sir, for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be on Bumps and Thumps. Oh, no, thank you for having me. I'm uh, very excited about getting to do this. Uh, you did forget one thing in the intro, oh. though. I am the only two-time back-to-back rookie of the year in pro wrestling history. So, got it. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't find that, so thank you for letting us know. I, I already it, overlooked it. And it only took me three years to win my first rookie of the year. So, I mean, <laughs> Better late than never, right? Exactly, right? Anybody can win rookie of the year their first year. It takes a real pro to put it <laughs> off three years. <laughs> well, well, great. Well, thank you again. I know it's kind of late, uh, and I appreciate your time. I know you got a busy schedule. You got a uh, this weekend. Uh, you've got the Fatal Four Way. We'll talk about that uh, when yes, our shadows yes. fall. NWA pay per view coming up on Fight. Yes, uh, we'll get into that a little bit. But first, I'd like to get up. Huh, growing up, uh, from what I what I've read is you grew up in California. Yep, sunny okay. California. Okay, uh, can you just kind of? Go about how you how you grew up, uh, area, your family, uh, any school. Yeah, you so I, uh, I I grew up basically in the Orange County area, but like we, I moved around a lot. Like my uh, actually, it's funny. Uh, I, I don't know, funny's the word, but my home life wasn't the best. Um, I, I my father wasn't really around, and you know my mother kind of was in and out as well. So. Uh, I've kind of been on my own since basically about five. I've like, so like, uh, my, I was basically raised by pro wrestling. Like that was my go-to. So like when, uh, you know, and knowing what I know now is different, but in California, superstars of wrestling came on at noon on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, you know, this is the age, this is before we had cable and all that stuff. And that's what, like, as long as I can make it to noon on Saturday, that's all that mattered to me. You know, like, I watched the cartoons and stuff, obviously, yeah. as a kid, but noon on Saturday on Fox 
were superstars of wrestling. And that's as long as I can make it to that, like, you know, and that's basically how I was raised. You know, Hulk Hogan said, vitamins, prayers, you know. Yeah, so, you did. Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Got it, Hulkster. Oh. Uh, so, but yeah, I, I, I moved around a lot. Uh, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time in the, in the Redlands and San Bernardino and Highland area. Uh, but, you know, I, it's, as far back as I can remember, uh, it was pro wrestling for me. It was, wow. you know, that was, that was kind of my, and I tell people I'm either very fortunate or I'm just too stupid to find another passion. Uh, it's one or the other, but I just, I, as a kid, I, I remember very distinctly in third grade, uh, Miss Bradbury had gone around the room and said, you know, what are you going to be when you grow up? You know, I'm going to be a dentist. I'm going to be a doctor. I'm going to be a dinosaur. I'm going to be a wrestler. You know, and I remember her when I said I was going to be a wrestler. She was kind of like, you know, the kid that wants to be a dinosaur has a better shot. I like, yeah, got it. Got it, Miss Bradbury. Uh, Suffice to say, I don't think little Timmy or whatever his name was grew up to be a velociraptor. So, got her. <laughs> you got her. Well, yes. That's, that's 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 very interesting. Uh, you know, when I was a kid, I loved pro wrestling too. And a lot of my friends kind of laughed at me, especially when I got to be a teenager, you know. They yeah. would kind of ridicule me about it and stuff. And then I get, uh, when I'm an adult – and I go to the smaller shows, like the independent circuit shows. I got a few times, oh, you don't look like the wrestling fan type. Yeah. I, I didn't know how to take that. I was, what do you mean? You know, uh, I guess I just don't have, I don't know, the look. Uh, for, <laughs> I'm not sure how to take that, but uh, I enjoy it. And, and you know, I've started watching you about a year ago, actually, when you were started in uh, – when you were on NWA Power prior to the pandemic, you had a little storyline with uh, with uh, May Valentine. Yes, yep. And how did that come about? How did that even that storyline just kind of come about? So, uh, and you know, we're, we're fast forwarding a lot because there was a lot before that. Yeah, we'll get back to the other stuff. I just kind of since it's gotten no, no, kind of brought so into it. it. It's funny because. Uh, I don't know if you know this. I was the very first match in NWA Power history. I did uh, not know that. Very, very first match, very first show is me and a guy named Billy Buck versus the Dawsons. Mm-hmm. And Billy Buck only did that one show. The Dawsons are no longer with us. So, like, I like to joke around and say, I'm, you know, I basically built this company on my back. There you go. <laughs> uh, but I was, when I was booked, and we'll, we'll, that's a fun story in itself, but. Yeah. When I was, when I got there, I was, it was X and Y versus Dawson's. You know, I was, I didn't even have a name on the card. I was just the guy there. Yeah. And, uh, and I, so and I kind of knew my role. I, you know, I've danced that dance before. Mm-hmm. So uh, fast forward a little bit to the next set of tapings. And I was talking with Caleb Conley, who was, who was with us at the time. And mm-hmm. I've known Caleb since probably his third match. And I mean, we just, we go way back and we're, we're in the hallway chatting it up and catching up. And here comes Billy Corgan walking down the hallway. And he's kind of focused on where we're standing. So as he gets closer, I realize, oh, he's walking towards us. So I take a step back because I assume he's coming to talk to Caleb because superstars are talking to superstars. And, yeah. you know, I'm, I'm X of X and Y fame. 
<laughs> and uh, he stops and does an about face, looks right at me and he goes, hey, Sal, uh, you got a minute? And like my brain stops working for a minute because I'm like, Billy Corgan knows my name. <laughs> like, <laughs> what, what's happening here? So I'm like, uh, yeah, yeah, I can fit you in my schedule. <laughs> what you got? He goes, hey, I just really want to let you know, like, uh, I, I, I'm a fan of your stuff. Or, you know, I appreciate what you do. And uh, if you don't mind, I'd like to do some character stuff with you going forward. Yeah, 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 Billy Corgan. I think that's, I think that's something I'd be interested in allowing you to do, please. And so he kind of lays out the story about, uh, and the whole May Valentine thing was based, on, I guess, on a real situation that he was involved in. And he lays out this story where uh, he was backstage at a concert and he didn't mention names, but another musician walked into his locker room and was like, hey, I'm sick and tired of you hanging out with my girlfriend. I know you've got eyes, but, you know, basically it's it's, it's wow. Mega Powers Exploding. You know, he's got lust in his eyes, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, and, and Billy was like, so I kind of want you to be the me in this situation where you're just trying, you know, you're just this girl's friend. You're just my Valentine's friend. And it drives Royce insane. Yeah. Yeah. I can, I can definitely make this happen. So yeah. uh, we had a lot of fun stuff lined up for that. Unfortunately. Yeah. You know, pandemic well, hit and, can I ask you, was the arm thing real or was that, Oh, you know, that's legit. I don't know if you can okay. see. But that's, I can see uh, your scar. Yeah. Yeah. That's the good side. If I can get, uh, uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah, okay. It, I could see it. Good enough. <laughs> and it's one of those things where, uh, so we had pay-per-view and tapings Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. The Wednesday before that, I was booked for NXT. Oh. The win- so the Saturday before all of this, I broke my arm on the 18th. So, you know, NXT is that Wednesday. Yeah. And it was literally, I was going to Orlando doing NXT coming home Thursday, resting for two days, and then going to pay-per-view and TV. So I had one more show, and I told the promoter, like, hey, I got NXT, I got pay-per-view, I got TV tapings. I can't do anything stupid. And he goes, oh, it's, a, it's an easy match, three minutes, in and out, you'll be fine. <laughs> Thank God. And uh, I was teaming with my one of my best friends, and it was, it was just... I blame myself just because I didn't completely walk. We were doing a double end of days, and the guy hooked under my arm instead of opening up. And so when we hit, it was his arm, my arm, and his body weight. And it was one of those, as soon as it hit, my buddy looked at me because he said, I've never seen you so calm in my life. You looked me in the eye and said, well, I just broke my arm, so I'm going to leave now. And I rolled out of the ring. And uh, like it's all a blur to me. All I remember is being in the aisleway, looking down, going, "Oh, this is the worst timing ever." Yeah. Uh, you know, and I got I got taken to the ER, and they're like, "Yeah, you broke you broke both both bones, the radius and the and the the oh gosh, whatever." I can't remember the names now. Yeah. And so I I had to email everybody that next day. You know, I emailed NXT and I emailed NWA. I was like, I know the timing couldn't be any more worse. Mm-hmm broke my arm if you can use me that'd be awesome if you can't i totally understand and yeah and he said hey we you know we can't medically clear you 
So no, I understand. I'm an idiot. And uh, NWA was like, no, we got something. And I was like, and I, cause you know, I thought this was the end of the world for me. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, I just, I mean, I, right when I was getting to where, like, mm-hmm. I'm finally gaining momentum, uh, break my arm. And I was just like, that's it. I'm done. And they said, no, 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 come, we'll have something for you. And I ended up, that's the first set of tapings, like, I really had any kind of shine, you know, like, I'm doing commentary with Wade Barrett, and I'm starting this angle with Royce, and I'm like, I should have broke my arm years ago. (laughs) That's that's amazing. I mean, you know, and I know that you guys, you know, the companies don't, health insurance, that kind of stuff, you you have to do that all on your own. And that's tough. And when you get hurt, you don't work. Yeah. You yeah. go work somewhere else or do something else besides wrestling. And that's the tough part. And that's life. Yeah. That's part of the gig, unfortunately. So let me ask you that. How did you actually get started as a wrestler? I mean, did you go to a, a school, a wrestling school in California or? No. So I tell people all the time, do as I do as I say, not as I do, because my training, I, uh, like I said before, wrestling was it for me. Like I yeah. knew it at a young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I just, I just knew like this, this was my calling. This is what I, I had to be a part of wrestling. So uh, at 13, I was, uh, I was walking home from school one day and I saw a big poster Three blocks from my house, there was an indie show running. I said, "Oh, oh my goodness! This is and so this is this is 1996. So I'm I'm 12, going on 13. No, 13 going on 14. I'm sorry, 13 years old at the time. And I see this poster, and I was just like, I mean, it was it was one of those movie scenes where you know it's pitch black except this this shining light of a <laughs> of a eight by ten poster glowing." I said, oh, my God. So, uh, you know, I made sure I was first one there. And they were running at the Boys and Girls Club three blocks from my road. And they, they were doing it biweekly. Oh, and so, you know, the first couple shows I just paid and watched. And was just like, oh, my God, this is the best. And then I would start showing up early and early and earlier and earlier to where the point where, you know, they were just like, they would let me help set up. So I got to put up chairs and I got to take tickets and I got to help put up the ring. Yeah. And then once the ring was out there, like, well, you, if you want, you can, you can get inside the ring. And, you know, my little 13, 14 year old brain was just like, Oh my God. Yes. So I'd get in the ring and, and wrestle around. And then, you know, guys would kind of want to try out moves, but they didn't want to try them out on the other guys. Yeah. And I was more than happy to, <laughs> yeah, come up power bomb me, please. And, that's kind of how I learned, you know, and yes. I did that for a couple, I did that for a couple of years where I got to know some of the guys and stuff. And, uh, they would teach me little things here and there, you know, guys would want to work on chain wrestling. Yeah. Hey, so this is how you tie up. And this is how you do a hammer lock. So I, so they can work on a reversal, things of that nature. Yeah. And, uh, you know, plus just, I mean, I was constantly, I mean, you know, this is 90, this is, this is pre NWO 96, but you yeah. know, like, I would be at my video store showing my age. I would be at my video store every Friday, you know, renting everything I could. So like, I kind of had an idea. I didn't know the whys, but I knew the what's. So it it didn't take a lot for me to understand like, oh, that's the trick to that. 
that's how you do this. That's how, you know, like I kind of already knew some of the stuff, you know, plus, plus my brother and I have a little brother and uh, we would wrestle around. Like I I call it backyard wrestling, but it's not what you would, it's not what backyard wrestling used to be. It's, you know, became, it was us. It was us on, we, we like made posts. We put woods and wood in the ground and we got bungee cords yeah, and, <laughs> and then we would just like the biggest fight would be over who got to be Sabu and who got to be <laughs> Shawn Michaels and who got to be Ahmed Johnson, you know, but like, and then we would just do the moves that we saw, but we weren't, you know, not, not, not jumping off roofs and light tubes and all that stuff. We were just emulating the guys we saw on TV. Yeah. Uh, and so like what I learned, I could practice on him. And then, you know, so we, I, it didn't take long. And then one day there was, you know, battle Royal and a short, short locker room. And they said, Hey, uh, if we put you under a mask, would you be willing to do this battle Royal? Uh, a billion times. Yes. Uh, and that's, you know, and then I kind of just, I never looked back. Uh, and then in the interim, uh, so by this point, I was kind of, I was already on my own. Like I, I was kicked out of my house at 15. I'm sorry. Uh, huh, life, right? Yeah. Uh, so uh, I had uh, my, my grandmother and my grandfather lived out in Georgia. Mm-hmm. And my grandfather had Parkinson's disease and my grandmother got ill. And so I said, well, Atlanta's not far from Macon. I'll just move to Georgia and get signed by WCW. As any 15-year-old, you know, logically would think. That's what I'm pretty sure at 15, everybody just knows that's the steps. Right. So, at 15 years old, I, uh, I'll, you know, it's, it's such a crazy, like, hindsight being 2020. Just because uh, the last weekend I was in California was the fully loaded pay-per-view was in San Jose, I think. Then Raw was in Anaheim. So I went to San Jose, I went to Anaheim, and then I hit the road to Georgia. Georgia. Uh, so, yeah, like my last night in California is the night Bart Gunn knocked out Dr. Death. Oh. <laughs> and so, like, oh. I'm there for that, you know? Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I loaded up the truck and uh, it moved opposite of Beverly. Yeah, you went to... Well, that's some. That's pretty. You had an interesting childhood. I'll, I will yeah, say that. Yeah, it was definitely uh, different. It was yeah, unique. Yeah. And like I said, I never had proper schooling at all. I kind of, yeah. I just, uh, I, I was a sponge to this stuff. You know, like yeah. I said, I yeah. just, I loved it. And then once I got my first taste, I knew, like, oh, mm-hmm. yeah, you messed up. That's it for you. You know, and I, I always make sure, like. I, my, my, my whole thing was like, I've got to at least graduate high school. So I got, mm-hmm. I did high school, but even in high school, like I missed my prom cause I had a show in the middle of my graduation. My graduation was, uh, was, was right at noon. Oh, wow. Uh, and uh, I'll never forget it. Cause I was like, if my graduation runs long, I'm going to have to leave cause I got a booking in Alabama. And sure uh. enough, valedictorian won't shut up blah 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 and again showing my age i looked down at my pager and saw the time and i was like well i gotta go and so i just got i didn't walk across the stage because i was busy walking to my car to get to my alabama booking which i probably got you know i don't even think i got the hot dog i just got the handshake but (laughs) 
<laughs> it was a start, right? Absolutely. And they sent my diploma in the mail, so it's all well that ends well, right? That's right. That's, man, I'll tell you, you've had an interesting adolescent childhood, I will say yes. that. Hey, let's talk about some of your travel experiences. I've talked to some guys, you know, that are older, uh, that when they, back in the day, they drove in the car from uh, Minneapolis to Toronto, Canada. I mean, I'm sure it was kind of similar for you guys because, you know, plane tickets aren't cheap and. Yeah, no. So I, uh, I, I, I actually got over with a lot of the boys because so like uh i was straight edge before i knew that was a thing i didn't have a label for it like it it wasn't until i met punk that i was like oh that's what that's called i just thought it was me like i've never had a drink in my life i've never smoked so by proxy always the dd permanent dd no nothing to worry about if you got sal with you you can get from a to b and have a good time doing it so uh like that that benefited me to get bookings because guys always were like, hey, let's just throw Sal in the car. Plus, you know, like, I'm 17, 18 years old. So I don't sleep. <laughs> What's yeah. sleep, right? right? So, like, one of my favorite stories uh, as far as travel is I remember very vividly when uh, it, was, it was me, Jason Cross, uh, and Jimmy Rave. And we did a show for Wildside in Cornelia. The next day, we're all booked for CZW in Philadelphia. So we do the Cornelia show. We pile into the car. I take off thinking, well, I can get, you know, I can get us halfway through, let somebody sleep, and then we'll hot tag out. And they, Or the reality, I just drove the whole way to the ECW arena. <laughs> uh, thir- you know, like a 13-hour trip, do the show, get back in the car, drive to Chicago, do our Chicago show. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. And I think I maybe slept three hours that whole trip, but I was behind the wheel the whole time, minus the, the three hours of sleep. Wow. Uh, yeah, only two of those hours I was behind the wheel. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, but, like, that just, that just kind of became routine for me, where, yeah. I mean, I uh, – I've been in all 48 continental states. Wow. Uh, and I would, I mean, and it's all, I would say a good 90% of them, I started at home and just started driving. And it, you know. Yeah. It, you, you, just, you just get in the car and go. At one point, when I first, when my ex-wife and I first got together, mm-hmm. the thought process was, let's just get an RV. Yeah. Uh, you know, we had we didn't really have anything tying us down. Let's just get an RV and we could travel and you know live in, in state parks and stuff. I thought that'd be really cool. Uh, but then she got pregnant. I said, I don't want to raise a kid like that. So that yeah. kind of that scaled it back. But I mean, I, uh, the, I the first time I got flown to wrestle, I think was '05. I had my first match in 98. So we're talking seven years of, of sitting behind a steering wheel going. And like I said, I'm, I'm DD. So, I mean, it was, it was a lot of real time for me. Yeah. 
Uh, yeah. But it, 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 it was part of the business. It was just part of the deal for me. You know, I it, it, I didn't mind. You know, yeah. I, get, I, I was getting paid to see the world. Yeah. I could think of worse gigs. Yeah, yeah, right. I, I want to say I, I, kudos to you because there's not too many people – what you told me earlier about not ever having a drink or smoking or anything that, especially in that environment, because yes. there's a lot of wrestlers that like to have some drinks after the show or whatever and smoke or whatever. And so I give you kudos yeah, for that. And my thing has always been like, I don't care. Like if that's your thing, cool. And then, you know, like don't go, you know, be married. It, 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 I, and I think it's just part of the, I've been on my own mm-hmm. for so long that I kind of like, you, you're in good hands with me. Mm-hmm. I'll take care of you. You know, yeah. I, I know, I know how to take care of the, uh, of other people. I can take care of myself. Right. Let's have, let's have a good time. I yeah. can be responsible. You know, you know, as long yeah. as, no, no, yeah. it's just, it's just, but like I said, that, that, I didn't do, I, you know, like I wasn't that way so I can get bookings. It right. just worked out. But like yeah. people, people were like, oh yeah, you know, Sal's reliable. We don't, mm-hmm. we don't, that's not a headache. That's not a concern we have with Sal. Yeah. You know, so it, it, it helped out a lot, but it, it, it was really, one had nothing to do with the other. It's yeah. just, it was, it was what it was. No, I mean, that's just fantastic. You don't find too many people like that, that, or in the wrestling business that can't don't yeah. have something. Yeah. So, so I give well, you kudos. This, this, is, this is my something behind me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I like that. I like that a lot. Uh, chemistry with other wrestlers. Who did, in your mind, do you feel you had the, have had the most chemistry within the ring? Uh, so or so there's quite a few, actually. Uh, right, right off the top of my head, number one would be Jimmy Rave. Uh, Okay. Who Jimmy Jimmy Ray was my best friend. Uh, he was he was the best man at my wedding. Uh, you know we we traveled the roads. We, like he's really he'll never take credit for it, but I really think he's the one that helped get me into Ring of Honor. Okay. Uh, but he's one of those guys that we instantly clicked. I mean, it's just one of those things that we had an unspoken bond of. Even, you know, we both came up in Wildside. Mm-hmm. And when we first started in Wildside, it was still a WCW developmental. Okay. And on top of that, you know, so you had guys like like Bob Sapp and Jindrak and O'Hare and Palumbo and I mean, all the WCW power plant guys yeah. that, you know, were with us. Mm-hmm. On top of, you know, AJ Styles, that's where AJ started. Oh, okay. So, we had all the, we had a mix of these names and plus like, so they would send guys down. So like the three counts, the young dragons, it was just, it was a hotbed of indie, yeah. uh, of indie names. And so those guys were on top. Then right underneath them, you had like Air Paris and AJ Styles uh, and basically the, the uh, Abyss and I mean, just like, all the all the non WWE names that were in TNA when it started right. were, were were basically Wildside products, oh, and then okay. underneath that is me and Jimmy. And so, like, <laughs> it's one of those things like we either keep up with these guys or we don't get booked. Yeah. So you know, we kind of you know we were really good about pushing ourselves to mm-hmm. keep up. 
Yeah. You know, and it, 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 most of the time it was unspoken. It was just kind of like, hey, let's get your working boots on. Tonight's the night. Yeah. And, you know, we'd get out there and go. So yeah. uh, Jimmy's number one, Jimmy, Jimmy's right up at the top of my list uh, as far as guys that I've really just clicked with instantly. Yeah. Um, Colt Cabana is another one where we both have similar senses of humor. We kind of view pro wrestling the same yeah. way. Yeah. So uh, it's not hard. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's one of those things where it becomes a, a can you top this of insanity as yeah. opposed to like, I don't know what to do. It's, you know, idea after idea after idea after idea. Right. Uh, I will say recently, um, uh, I've, I've, I've got to work with, uh, with uh, Damian Sandow, Aaron Stevens. I've got yeah. to work with him three or four times at, uh, in NWA. And, uh, you know, it's one of those things like the first time we worked was the, like the first time we met, you know? So like, yeah, there's, it, 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 there's that weird, like, Hey, nice to meet you. You're here for a reason. So I trust you, but I don't know you that well. So I don't want to go too. Yeah. but he, you know, he would spit out an idea and I'd be like, well, what if we do this? And I could see as I'm like, well, what about this? And he's like, oh, this guy gets it. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, okay, this guy gets it. And our first match was only like three minutes long. Mm-hmm. And when we got to the back, he was just over the moon with it. He, oh, my God, thank you so much, you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I was just doing my job, you know. My, yeah. my, my whole mantra has always been, I, I, I know I can get myself over. I don't have to win matches to get over. Mm-hmm. I can get myself over. I just want the match to get over. If the match is over, then my opponent's over and I'm over. Yeah. And so when we went out there and did our little match, you know, and like it was a submission deal and we're, we're in GPB studios in Atlanta, Georgia. And he was like, do you do a submission? I was like, not really, but we're in Atlanta. It's the NWA tonight. I go for a figure four. I, that's the only like, what else, (laughs) what else would I do? And he was like, Yes, that's exactly what your submission is, you know? Uh, and, but and since then, we've worked three or four times, and he, yeah. it's, 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 it's a night off, you know? I mean, yeah. he just – and it's funny because every time we work together, he's always, he's always trying to go out of his way to give me more stuff. Well, that's good. You know? and, and every time, it doesn't fit the story. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going – I swear I'm going to give it to you. I'm like, buddy, it's <laughs> yeah. thank you. It's yeah. not – yeah. I appreciate it. My son, I'm over with, I'm over with my, my, my son because I'm yeah. wrestling you. That's all I need. That's the validation I need. So yeah. we're good. We're good. Yeah. That's, that's, you know, uh, speaking to him, you know, when he was in WWE, I, I felt bad for him because I felt like he was kind of getting a, the shaft. Yeah. Kind of being the, sh- the shadow of the Miz thing. It was funny for a couple, but you know, I just, didn't think they were using him right. And when he came uh, to the NWA, I know he's in TNA for a while, but then he came to the NWA. And I really think that uh, they brought what he is out of him in that organization as far as his humor, because he is yeah. funny. He's yes. very funny. But that's that. I think that's his personality. And, yes. And, and, and same with you. You know, I, I really didn't know you that much uh, until I started watching you in the NWA. 
and I went back and started watching some of your matches on YouTube. And, you know, you, you have progressed tremendously. I will say that. And, oh, yeah. and, and but, you know, who you are is what you always were in those organizations. Yes. Yeah. And that, that's always been the key to me. I mean, like my, my real name, Salonaro. Yeah. You know, like there's not a lot of Salonaros out there. So, you know, why, why come up with a funny name when I can remember this one? Uh, but I've always, I've always believed that, you know, if you don't believe in the character, yeah, it's not going to work. So and I'm, you've seen that a thousand times on TV. Yeah. Look at Stone Cold. Exactly. He was some other guy before that was it. And yeah. there's other characters and, and yeah. So, I mean, the NWA to me, I mean, when I started watching it, I even went to NWA 70 in Nashville. Uh, okay, back cool, in 2018, cool. my yes. wife and I went there, met, you know, went around the tables, met those guys. I mean, true professionals and a uh, great show, I thought. Yes. And, and so I've always been impressed with the quality. And in fact, I'll give you a quick story, then we'll come back. I was sitting in the corner uh, where they were broadcasting, or the timekeeper wasn't all that. And Billy Corgan had come over to the corner there. And uh, he was watching the match for a minute. He turned over. We said hello for a minute. He actually talked to me for like two or three minutes. I couldn't believe it. I'm like, very cool. Billy Corgan, smashing pumpkins, owner yeah. of the NWA is talking to me. Uh, you know, I had Magnum TA's son sit, sitting next to me and uh, Kurt or Karen Angles or Karen Jarrett, excuse me. Okay. Yeah. Son and daughter sitting. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was a who's who. Jeff Jarrett was there, and it was yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. But you know, the NWA has put out a great product, and um, yeah, I'm just excited about them. I'm I'm glad they're coming back now after this pandemic, and it, it's coming back slowly but surely. But you know, it, it, it's coming. Yeah, I know you guys lost some talent, unfortunately, to other organizations or what have you, and but I guess that's just the nature of the business. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, that's the nature of the beast. And I, I kind of assumed, you know, going into it, when, when, we, when our first show aired, mm-hmm. and one of the first things I saw is The Rock tweets about NWA power. Yeah. I said, I said, some of these guys aren't long for this show just because there's, there's too much buzz about it that there's, you know, deeper pockets elsewhere. And I mean, mm-hmm. they, uh, you know, I'm not, I'm not one to hold a grudge about that. Hey, please go, go get paid. If you can get paid, yeah. buddy, knock yeah. yourself out. I'm not, you know, you're not hurting my feelings. Right. I want, you know, you said you were going to NXT taping and, and doing that. I don't know what I've seen and maybe, maybe I'm wrong. I've seen some guys that were superstars in TNA, NWA, they go to NXT and WWE and they're stuck there. 
Yeah. They're in this never ending circle for three or four years. I'll give you Eric Young. Yeah. He was there for four years and he was a former world champion and he's just stuck in NXT. I mean, I've only seen a couple, three guys that I could think off the top of my head that got out of there. Robert Rude. Yeah. uh, Drew McIntyre. And well, I don't even think AJ went up, was ever down. No, there. AJ, no, AJ went straight. But down. okay, but I'm okay. I named two, but I mean, yeah, no, and it's 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 real funny, you know. That's one of the things I, I I've got a guy at the gym uh, that I go to that uh, he stops me. He, I, yeah, I I wore a wrestling shirt there one day, and I became his wrestling friend. You know, he'll stop me every day and talk about wrestling, <laughs> and uh, he's very. You know, he's just like, I don't understand, you know, how you can have a guy like Shinsuke Nakamura, who is the guy in New Japan, mm-hmm. and they can't figure out what to do with him. Yeah. You're, you're asking the wrong guy, because I've got tons of, my, my son, uh, my, I've got two boys. My eldest son has nothing to do with wrestling. He's just, yeah. he, he does it's not for him, and that's cool, you know, I still yeah. love him. My youngest, my youngest son is little me. Yeah, and uh, you know, like so, like he'll he he's got his own, he's got all the figures, and he books yeah. his fed, and he'll come and tell me the angles that he's doing, and you know, uh, he, you know, like you know, like Shinsuke Nakamura is this champion, and yeah, like I, I'm always like uh, just to spin off. I love watching wrestling. Like I quit watching wrestling through my eyes a while ago. Yeah, because I know what I like. I know what I don't like. You know, mm-hmm. I'm kind of I'm kind of set my ways, and I don't yeah. think that's a bad thing. I just know what I like. Plus, uh, I'm gonna watch either way. They've got my money. <laughs> like they're gonna get my money. I don't yeah. care. They don't yeah. care. It's okay. Yeah. They were friends, but I like to watch it through his eyes because that's the demographic they're going after. Yeah. So I like to see what hits and what doesn't hit. So like, yeah. I never try to plant seeds and go. Oh, I don't. I don't like that, mm-hmm. or I don't like this. I like to get his feedback first. Right. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty awesome. That you know, uh, I'll tell you, none of my boys were after they reached about the age of ten. Yeah, they they were over it. Uh, that broke my heart one day. A quick story: son was about uh, he's probably he's a little bit older. One of the boys uh, had his room all decorated, and you know, even had oh, a cage. Yeah hanging from the ceiling of his room, a little okay. mini cage over a ring. And he comes out one day, he goes, Dad, um, I'm getting too old for this, and I got a lot of friends going to start coming over here, and we need to take this down. I was like, you're kidding, right? He goes, no, I'm not kidding. So I took it down. Yeah. It, was a, it, was a, it, was a, it was a moment, but uh, yeah, it, was, it was. But, you know, I love it. I still love it. Uh, I don't watch it. Uh, as far as like WWE, I watch it sometimes. Just I don't know. I'm just some of the stuff that's going on with them right now. I'm not, I don't really care for it. Uh, AEW, I try to watch. Um, you know the thing. You, you know you don't Colt Cabana real well, and yeah. I, I don't understand his why he's in the dark order. I, I don't know if. You talk to him and you ask him. I mean, I I, I thought, okay, he's going to be a bad guy. He's going to go in and kick some butts, and maybe they'll get the tag team titles. But I just, it's one of those guys. I don't think they're using like they should be. I yeah. I I mean, you know, and I I'm super partial to Colt. Just I mean, Colt's one of those guys. I, I love Colt. And, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't. Uh, I, 
it's funny because like I've got a lot of friends, you know, in all the companies. Uh, mm -hmm. And the last thing I really ever talked to them about is wrestling. <laughs> there you go. All right. I think I think they hear enough about it. Uh, yeah. You know, we'll I'll bring up the job every once in a while. But like Seth Rollins and I, I've known I've known him forever, and we talk football constantly. Yeah. You know, but we like every once in a while, I'll be like, "Hey, man, that's cool." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you know, but like most of the time, it's family stuff or yeah. it's, it's it's football. You know, I talk but, shop all the time. I yeah, yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ironically, so like Xavier Woods, uh, I helped train. He's one of mine. Oh wow, that's interesting. I didn't know that. And yeah, yeah. He's I mean, uh, my 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 kids call him Uncle Austin. I mean, <laughs> they, you know, he's he's extended family. That's great. Uh, but like, I just talked to him. I, I just spoke to him today about wrestling because he and Kofi debuted new Power Ranger gear on TV last night. Ah, okay. And they both lost. And I was like, hey, man. <laughs> Power Rangers don't lose, do they? And I was like, dude, dude, dude you, what are you doing wearing that gear and losing? That's your go-over gear. You can't. <laughs> when that gear's on, you don't yeah. lose matches. No. And he was like, but I look so good in it. I was like, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not arguing. Yeah. I'm just telling you, don't lose in that gear. Right. And I said, and of course, you know, when as soon as as soon as Woods came out last night, he's got this. He's the Green Ranger. He's got the full boogie. And my son looks at me and goes, "Well, I'm going to have to get that figure." <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know, I know. All right, you got to go find that now, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give him a couple months. I'm pretty sure it'll be out. Yeah. Hey, uh, you, you just kind of went up on a little bit. Working with up-and-coming talent, now, obviously you know a lot of people. Uh, what has been your experience with working with – I mean, you've been in the business a while now, obviously. Uh, yeah. Since 98, you said. Yeah, over 20 years. Yeah. And congratulations no, for that, by the way, because that's a long know, time. It's funny, in January, I was on my way up to a show, and I, you know, I, I was by myself, kind of just driving along, and it hit me. I was like, oh, no, my wrestling career is old enough to drink now. <laughs> what, what happened? This, I, I swear yeah. I just started a couple of weeks ago. But yeah. uh, so I, and, you know, circling back to punk, so – Punk is one of the first guys. You know, like I, I worked a lot with Punk right before he went to WWE. Okay. Uh, uh, he was, you know, he 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 had already signed his deal. He was gone. We knew he was gone, mm. and uh, for whatever reason, he took a liking to me. So we did a lot of stuff together, okay. and uh, he was always so giving. I mean, yeah. you know, just. I would, add, you know, I, I could, I could text them, you know, at 3 a.m. and I'd have a response when I woke up. I mean, he, you know, and he didn't have to, again, he's, he's gone. He's, he's going to make his millions. You know, yeah. I'm just, a, I'm just a guy on the way out the door. Yeah. And Punk was always so good. And one of the last conversations we had before he was completely gone, I said, Hey man, uh, how can I repay you? You know, like I, I really appreciate you know, everything you've done for me, when you do, especially when you didn't have to, when you're you, you know, this, this is the first summer of punk. This is the ring of honor summer of punk when he's the hottest name on the Indies. And, uh, you know, he's, he's taking time out to give me little pointers and, you know, things of that nature. So, well, how can, how, what, what can I, you know, can I, 
what, what can I do? And he said, just pay it forward. That's how you go and pay me. Pay it forward. When, yeah. you know, when somebody, when somebody asks you for advice, give it to them. Yeah. And that's always, that's always stuck with me. You know, like there's, and so like, I'm real big on that. You know, like, so, cause I, I know like, you know, me personally, if it weren't for people going out of their way to teach me, I'd never know, you know, I, I you know, I've been, I've been fortunate enough to rub elbows with, I mean, literally the best in the industry, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, CM Punk. I mean, like the oh, best yeah. of the best of the best. The who's who. Uh, yeah, you know, like, yeah. uh, and they've, they've all helped me in one way or another. And uh, I, so I'm real big on just yeah. paying it forward. Uh, I, I love, you know, like I, I, I talk pro wrestling all day anyways. Like, yeah. it's just, just your thing, I, yeah. Yeah, I love, I love pro wrestling. You know, like I said, you know, it just yeah. give give me a reason to talk about it, please. I will. And uh, so, if Lord forbid somebody asks me, you know, yeah, now you messed up. Just get, <laughs> sit sit down and get ready. We're we're gonna chat. Yeah. Uh, you know, and it's funny because people will tell you know, like uh, I just did this. Uh, I I was doing a show, and one of the kids asked, "Hey, do you mind watching my match?" Oh no, please, yeah, I'll definitely watch it. And I'm real big on little things because I think little things make the big things count. Yeah. And so, you know, he got to the back, you know, and said, hey, I liked this. I liked this. You know, maybe this. You know, what do you think about this? And one thing would lead to another thing. And then you could do this. And then that could lead to this, which can lead to this. And, you know, I, 20 minutes later, he's like, man. I don't even really know everything you said. I just know you got so excited and you were having such a good time. Like, I want to do everything you said. I was like, oh, I'm sorry. I, I get carried away. But, like, this is it's this is my passion. Yeah. You know? I yeah. just I, – I love it so much. And, like, I, I mean, I, I love – you know, like, like I said, Woods is one of my guys. Uh, yeah. Uh, Griff Garrison, who's with AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't train him, but he's one of those guys where uh, – his agent's Bill Barons, who's been my agent for years. Okay. And so Bill kind of, hey, can you work with this guy for me? Sure, Bill. And so, like, I've taken Griff under my wing and, you know, hey, what do you, you know, let's, let's work on this. What do you think about this? What do you, and you're like, uh, we had, we had three series, we had a three match series. Uh, I guess this was pre pandemic, so 2019. Yeah. Where we did, we we did cage match, ladder match, two out of three falls match. Oh wow! And, and uh, I mean, and we had, I mean, some of my favorite, some of my favorite work in recent memory. Just you know, the stuff we did, I, I really, really enjoyed it. Like, like our two out of three falls match. I'm the heel, and I won, I won the first fall, but by countouts. So yeah. like, even my win was 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 scummy, you know. Like, and as a heel, <laughs> I'm always big on like. My my big thing as a heel is I don't ever want anybody to go, but like yeah. I want people to go. I hate Salonaro. No buts, you know. Just I hate Salonaro, you know. Like, you know, like you, you, with the NWO, like you know, I hate the NWO, but they're so cool. Yeah, you know, or, you know, I hate I hate this guy, but he's you know he's awesome. Yeah. I always as a heel, I always try to have no redeemable quality. I'm just the worst human being on the planet. Yeah. And so uh, 
You know, I tried to impress that on Griff. Like, hey, man. I, you know, so, like, two out of three falls match, I won the first fall by count out. Because it's like, I won. But did I really win? No, I'm a scumbag. You know? Um, <laughs> you know, I saw a match today where I was watching uh, between you and uh, Tyson uh, Dean. Okay, yeah. For your championship match. And, you know, at the beginning, the – I forget the gentleman's name that was a manager or something. He offered you this and you told him to get out, you know, but it's prior to the match. And then towards the end of the match, he comes back out, uh, gives you the knuckles, uh, brass yeah. knuckles, and yes. you punch uh, Tyson in the, in the head. And uh, I mean, that was, yeah. And everybody booing you and hating you. And th- th- that was a prime example of it. Yeah, you got. You can't be a nice heel. You got to be yeah, no, all the I, way or, or nothing. So, and especially at my size, like I know, I'm. I I know what I don't know. If that makes sense, you know, I know I'm 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 five seven and a buck eighty two. You know, like I can't. I you know I I'll never be the biggest guy in the locker room, right. but I can have I can have the biggest ego. I can have the biggest attitude. I can have you know like. There, there are attributes I can have that yeah. make me bigger than what I am. Right. And it's all about, it's, it's all about accentuating that and, uh, <laughs> you know, and, and then telling that story. Because yeah. once, once you get them sucked into the story, it doesn't matter your size. Yeah. You know, they, yeah. they, they have a personal invested interest. And then, that's and, and then that's when the roller coaster comes into play. And that's when you start telling your story. And yeah. that's where the fun is. Yeah. I agree. Let's talk about some big card event. Have you, uh, I know you're in a, the Sunday you're in yeah. when our shadows fall NWA pay-per-view uh, looks exciting. I mean, I've been following it on Facebook, Twitter. Uh, looks like you got some good things yeah. going on there. Uh, you're in a fatal four way tag team. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Event, which should be interesting to watch with, uh, you know, four tag teams in a in the same ring, in and out, in and out, should be exciting, especially for the referee. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, and this is the first time they've had a four team match at uh, since Power started. Okay, uh, so I'm, I'm I'm very excited to to get in there and do this format. Uh, yeah. You know, there's a, there's a lot of talent in the, in, in this yeah. match. Uh, I'm a big fan of the end. Uh, Otisin and Pero, I uh, Otisin, uh, I knew before he kind of broke out, mm-hmm. and he's just—I mean, he is—he's just a solid man. He's just yeah. a big, powerful dude. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, and it's funny because we—he's—he's he's a Georgia boy, and we—I've probably been on a hundred shows with him, and I've never interacted with him at all, wow. as far as as far as in the ring. Okay, in the ring. Okay. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited about uh, getting to mix it up with him because that was one of those matches where I kind of I would I would kind of push on guys like hey yeah. put, let, let me let me work Odie let me work Odie and it never it never worked out so yeah. I think it's really cool that I finally get my match with him yeah. and it's on pay per view yeah it'll be uh, exciting yeah I'm really 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 excited about it uh, but like other big shows I've been involved in. Yeah. Off the top of my head, the first one is uh, Joe versus Kobashi, the Ring of Honor show. Okay. I mean, Kenta, yep. Kenta, Kenta Kobashi's coming in. 
He's working Samoa Joe. This is a dream match people never thought they'd get to see. It's in the Manhattan Center where, I mean, first Raw was in Manhattan Center. I remember yeah. watching ECW TV from the Manhattan Center. That's the night Tony Mamluk and I won the, the, the ROH World Tag Team titles. So, like, wow. that will forever be one of those just incredibly special nights to me. Yeah. And that match was, uh, like, uh, I mean, I – just thinking about goosebumps. It, yeah, it was <laughs> that whole night was such an insane whirlwind of emotion, and I mean, what a crazy, crazy show! And I mean, just that live feel, just getting to be in that arena yeah. when Joe and Kobashi were locking horns, and so one thing that nobody will ever get to see. I God, I wish. Yeah. 2005 was a different time. Yeah. So Jamie Noble was a part of the Ring of Honor uh, roster. And I don't, I hate so much that people don't get to know the real Jamie Noble. He is the cool, he's the best. I love Jamie. I love Jamie Noble. And I mean, he's, that redneck character you saw in WWE is a turned down version of the real Jamie Noble. (laughs) Both guys are turned up on TV. Jamie, uh, and I'll never forget, I mean, I had seen Jamie do it a couple times before, but he was so fired up in the locker room. You know, Joe and Kabashi are in the ring just beating each other to death. And Jamie's in the balcony right next to me. Get him, Joe! Get him! Chop his face off, Joe! Get him, Joe! And I'm, in, I'm in to, And, like, right next to Jamie is, like, the whole Noah contingency. And they're looking at it like, <laughs> What's happening? But Jamie was so excitable. Yeah. He, was, I, he was having the time of his life. Uh, another Jamie Noble story, just real quick. Yeah. Uh, so I was uh, I was one of the bunnies. Uh, I did I did a shot as Adam Rhodes' bunny. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. And this was, you know, Jamie had been on the road for a while at this point. Yeah. And I had probably been a couple of years since I'd seen him. Yeah. And so uh, I'm going around and saying my hellos and blah, blah, blah. And I've got the bunny costume on, just no no head. But I'm saying my hellos, and I hadn't seen Jamie all day. And in Gorilla, I see him. And, you know, hey, Jamie, good to see you. And he's just like, hey. And I was like, oh, ow. <laughs> that, that, that cut, like, Jamie, we were friends. You know, I don't say this to him because, like, he's kind of walking away. But I'm just like. Wow, that that really hurt. That stings. Like Jamie and I used to be really, really yeah. good friends. Like this, that was upsetting. Fast forward maybe an hour and a half later, and I'm in catering, and the show's already on the air, and I can't remember everybody that was there, but I know the Usos were right in front of the monitor, and the cafeteria door kicks open, and Jamie go, Jamie, Jamie comes in, he goes, "Got Salonaro." Everybody, stop! Stop watching the show. Nobody cares. Ladies and gentlemen, Sal Renaro is here. Sal, when you're here, you tell me you're here. Okay, <laughs> I said hi. He goes, "No, you just said hello. You didn't say hi." And I <laughs> production, and I'm just like, "Oh no!" Please go back to watching the monitor. He's like, oh, I can't believe you're here, Sal. It's so good to see you. Of course you're the bunny. You should be the bunny forever. I'm like, hey, you, you tell the bosses that. I'll be more than happy to be the bunny forever. 
Oh, that's that's great. That's funny. Hey, but but yeah, that uh, that that Kobashi Joe match was that that show was that yeah. was uh that was something special. That was yeah. that was a, that was a real big night. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm trying to uh, on a personal level, there was the uh, the FIP K Japan two that we did, uh, which hindsight being 2020, one of the worst decisions I ever made. But, uh, you know, this is way FIP was, was basically the ring of honor feeder system. Okay. And at the time, uh, Gabe was grooming. It was a group of us called the YRR. It was me and Kenny King and Rhett Titus and Jason blade. And, uh, he was, you know, he had already told us like, I'm bringing you guys in. We're going to do a lot of things with you. You know, he was really excited about it. And we had built to this big, uh, basically it was a, it was a hardcore cage match, you know, where they bring weapons and all that stuff. And, uh, you know, Gabe had kind of pulled me aside and said, Hey, you're the, you're the captain of this thing. You know, at the time, Kenny was still kind of green. Rhett Titus was probably a year in the business. Uh, you know, he Gabe, yeah. and Gabe, Gabe was kind of like, Hey, this is, this is your make or break. Like, you know, you can, you can turn a lot of heads tonight. I said, well, I'm going to make it. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, let's go, you know? And so cage match, I'd never gotten colored before. I said, I'm, I'm going to do it tonight. I'm going to, you know, I'll get, I'll get, I'll, I'll get, I'll bleed a little bit. And, uh, the big payoff, the big, the big payoff to the whole thing was all the baby faces get in. Cause it was war game style. Finally, yeah. all the baby faces get in. They start getting up on us. Heels cut them off. We all start climbing up. Heels, heels all get hit with one light tube. I said, I hate this idea, but <laughs> okay, let's go, let's go. And so, for whatever reason, in my brain, I said, Well, if I'm going to be the captain of this thing, I'm going to dress like a captain. So I went in trunks, no shirt, it just, just, just my trunks. So let's go, let's see, let's do this the right way, you know? Like yeah. I don't care. Uh. And so, I mean, first guy, me and the first guy get in. I said, of course, I start the thing. Wrestle for like eight seconds. I'm blading. <laughs> Never done it before. And the guy was like, man, that's that's good color. I was like, oh, thank you. That's that's cool. Second heel comes in. We're beating up the baby face. Second baby face comes in. I'm working over one baby face. And I hear, Pff. what was that? Before I have a chance to have a second thought, light tube across my back. I said, well, no, 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 no. This this is supposed to be the finish. (laughs) Cover. I mean, my my face didn't matter. And, of course, I'm in trunks, and I'm still bumping. Like, I'm taking backdrops in shattered. And I'm not a hardcore guy. I'm not a tough guy. I've never claimed to be a hardcore guy. I'm not that guy. This is the only time this is ever, like, I'm not that guy. Yeah. Uh, My back looked like a massacre. I mean, it was just, it was just, uh, but I got to the back and Gabe was like, you know, oh my God, I'm so proud of you. Like, thank you so much. You you went above and beyond. And of course, (laughs) two weeks later, he gets fired. So we never get our run in Ring of Honor. Oh no. (laughs) What's a boy to do? At the time, it was a big deal. Oh, wow. At the time, I thought I had made it. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you, in my eyes, you've made it. Um, 
promotion wise, I know you're in the NWA now, besides the NWA, what was your favorite or most rewarding place to work at besides uh, the NWA? See, yeah. So there's, there's a couple actually. Uh, okay. And it's just as I matured. So like getting to break in with NWA Wildside when I did was mm-hmm. so like, I just look back on that time. I mean, I'm 17 years old. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, and it was so funny. Cause like I said, so there's this whole WCW group, you know, I mean, there's just all these guys from WCW. Then right underneath that, you have these guys that, you know, like, Oh yeah, they're, 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 they're next in line. You know, had WCW not gone out of business, all these guys would be, Uh, you would have known of them in one way or another. And most of them, and some of them you still did, like your AJs uh, and your Abysses. And I mean, like, it was just such a great roster. But then underneath, I mean, there was a group of seven, six, seven, eight guys all around my age Mm -hmm. that were just, you know, waiting in the wings. Just, uh, and it's a trickle down effect, you know? With the guys on top, we're sharing with the guys underneath them. The guys underneath are sharing, you know, it's mm-hmm. just a matter of time before you pick up. And, I mean, I, I learned so much with Wildside. I, I just I, – I look back on those days with such fondness and such joy. I mean, it's, uh, I've still got a few friends that I still talk to daily from that, from that crew that just, That's- I mean – we, you know, I mean, we, we, I mean, and it's funny because like, I'm really the only one that's still wrestling, but we still, we're still in touch. And, you know, we, we just learned so much. We all grew, we all grew together. uh, And then moving forward, uh, the ring of honor locker room. I mean, I, I like, I, I definitely, you know, like it was the summer of punk transitioning into Daniel Bryan's big run. So like, I mean, that, that roster was, I mean, is so, yeah. I mean, just ridiculously stacked. I mean, just yeah. name after name, after name, after name, after name, and Sal and Art. You know, like, and it was uh. one of those things where like, <laughs> I'm not supposed to be here. Like, don't tell them I'm not supposed to be here, but I know I'm not supposed to be here. Like, <laughs> I just, yeah, we just look around the locker room in amazement at some time. Yeah. You know, and like, for whatever reason, Brian took a liking to me. And like, uh, Brian's another one of those guys, like he wrote, he, he mentions me in his book. Mm-hmm. Like, that is surreal yeah. to me. But like, I'm, I'm in, in like, he, like, I consider Brian, and this is not a knock on anybody, and I have to explain this to people all the time. I think Brian Danielson's the best wrestler of his generation. I just think he is. I just, I, yeah. uh, he checks every box for me. I mean, he, he's just the best. And again, not a knock on anybody. There's right. a lot of great pro wrestlers. Uh, they, uh, again, I'm friends with AJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, AJ's pretty dang good at pro wrestling too. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm friends with Seth Rollins. I, yeah, like uh, yeah. Joe, uh, Daniels. I mean, there's a lot of great pro wrestlers. I just, for my opinion, yeah. and this is, I think Brian's the best, and I'm in his book. Doesn't make sense. Unreal. Unreal to me. And I, but like, I, 
and for whatever reason, he just, he, you know, Brian took a liking to me and he took me under his wing. And so getting to spend that time in the Ring of Honor locker, I just, if you couldn't be good there, if you couldn't pick up stuff there, that you didn't belong in pro wrestling. Because, I mean, yeah. it was just and night after night after night of just like, oh, wow. Oh, oh, you're, oh, oh, you too. You know, Roderick, Austin Aries, Samoa Joe, Jay Lethal, uh, Homicide, Low Key. And like one of the things that always got me over with Gabe is Gabe always knew where I was because if I wasn't calling my match, I was at the curtain watching show. Yeah. Cause like, guys, don't tell anybody, but I'm getting paid to do this. Like, I was going to watch these anyways. Like, when these DVDs came out, I was going to watch these matches. When you're going to pay me to be here to watch this? Yeah, I accept. Please, thank you very much. (laughs) That's great. Uh, Yeah, so that's, you know, the the Ring of Honor locker room, just uh, uh, unreal, unreal. Well, I know what you're doing now. Is there any other projects you're working on or any other – I know you're in the NWA. Is there anything else that you're – some independent shows maybe or things yeah, like that? Yeah, so I, 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 I picked up a lot of work locally here in Georgia. I do quite a few shows. Uh, okay. There's, a, there's a, a promotion called Southern Fried Wrestling that uh, yeah. I, I do a lot of their stuff. Uh, I, I actually just finished my run at Anarchy Wrestling, which – is the same building as the wild side building. And uh, just uh, every time I walk there, there's a lot of memories. And for whatever reason, I don't, cause I'm silly, I guess I just, I'm insane. Uh, a couple, uh, I'd say back in February, I don't know why, but I was just like, man, I would love to hear the Cornelia, Georgia audience sing the song, no scrubs. Why? I have no idea. I just thought, man, this would be hilarious. So uh, I kind of ran it by the guys in charge and said, hey, like, I just got this idea. There's a a heel there that was, you know, he's he's on the cusp of of that next step. Said, let me work with him. Let me... Let me just see, you know, if this works, it works. If it doesn't, it's on me, you know, like I'll, I'll be, I'll be happy to take that blame. Uh, but I think, I think it's going to elevate him to the next level and it's going to self-satisfy me by getting this crowd to sing no scrubs. Why I, again, (laughs) why, why, why would I want a TLC song from 1999 to be sung in 2021 at a pro wrestling show? I don't know. I've probably been hit my head too many times, but uh, (laughs) we, uh, we, uh, what month is it now? May. So in April we had our big blow off and uh, the whole, the whole thing was, I started calling them a scrub. And I was like, I don't care what the rest of your verbiage is in your promos. I just need you to say, I'm not a scrub. I'm no scrub. I'm no scrub. That's all I need from you. The rest of it is yours. Have fun with it. Make fun of me. Whatever, whatever, whatever. (laughs) I just need you to definitely insist that you're not a scrub. I said, okay, I'll do it. (laughs) And so uh, finally we got to the match. And, uh, you know, Couple shenanigans, blah blah blah. He goes the lead, and right as he gets to the curtain, no scrubs hits. 
and you know and i'm like and i'm like this thing was it's all dependent on him the bigger he sells it the more they're gonna react yeah and it hits and he oh no no and the whole crowd is singing this song with me and the referee had to sit down because he was in tears he was just like i cannot believe this is happening i was like this is the magic of pro wrestling this right it's like that's Taking these people on, I mean, if, if it was a main event match and it was a blood feud or whatever, this yeah. would not be something I did. But it's an under, it would be a third match on the card. Uh, you know, it, I'm, I'm a fun character. Yeah. You know, this is just, you know, he's going over. The whole, yeah. the whole purpose was to get this guy over in the end, anyways, which it worked. You know, he comes in the ring, blah, blah, blah. He, he cheats, he wins. Insane heat because. We gave them. I, I I gave them this 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 huge moment where they all got to sing along and they were happy. And he pulled the rug out from underneath them. So now he's the bad guy, which is that's the whole goal: make them make them have fun. And then he's the jerk that takes their fun away. And just in that moment, you know, I'm, I'm standing in the ring and then there's no scrubs, and I'm just like. I can't believe this words, but it was <laughs> only in pro wrestling, you know, like they, yeah, only in pro uh, wrestling. LeBron James couldn't, couldn't shoot a three and get the people in Seattle or whatever to sing no strange. <laughs> that's the stuff that I love about pro wrestling is yeah. it's a blank canvas. It's the story. It's telling the story the best way that you know how and trying to yeah. tell it in a different way. We, I mean, Anybody can tie up and do a, a wrist lock and a hammer lock. Yeah. Why do I care? Well, let's find a way. Yeah. You know, and that's yeah. that's the magic of all of it. And that that's and that that was so. Uh, but like I said, I I was I was I was going to go back after that, but I said I think I need to cool. I, I'm going to take some time away from anarchy just because yeah. it's not going to get better for me. Go out on top. Yeah. If it was the territory days, I'd be going to Calgary or something. Just <laughs> yeah, just, right. <laughs> uh, so, so uh, that I, I'm doing. Uh, uh, I, I I got my toes in the water a couple other places. I'm I'm working on. Uh, okay. So uh, I'm I'm staying active, staying busy, but you know, uh, definitely uh, NWA is my is my bread and butter right now, uh, which is beyond awesome to me. I just. Uh, that and I can't wait. So they just announced today we're gonna have limited seating. Oh, okay. so, so we'll have we'll get to have fans back. And it's I guess now is as good of a time to tell the story as ever. So when they announced NWA is gonna be in Atlanta, mm-hmm. I I reached out to Bill Barons, who who's my agent. I knew he'd be involved. I said, Hey, Bill, I'm available. He said, Well, I'll let you know. I said, okay. Time goes on. I didn't hear anything. The first set of tapings were on a Monday. Mm-hmm. He calls me the Friday before. Hey, can you be can you be at GPB Studios on Monday? Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't know what to expect. Uh, went up there by myself, and I kid you not, I walked the first time I stepped foot in that studio. I mean, I I walked out of. 2019 and into 1985. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> yeah. it, I was just like, oh, 
or like just like it was a real like oh wow and of course as this is happening as i'm looking around just absorbing this ricky and robert walk by <laughs> of course of course the rock and roll express are walking by well i'm in 1985 why wouldn't the rock and roll express be walking by and this is one of those things where it's just like that and and I definitely give the people at the studio all the credit for Billy Corgan's the first one to say, Hey, I want to do something with you. But I don't think he would have done it had the people in the studio not reacted to me. And I I can't pinpoint it. I don't know why. I don't know how the people in the studio, in that audience connected with me. And, uh, like I say, I mean, if you look at the first group of p- people that were all in the first group of power and the people that are still there, I mean, it's not, there's not a lot. I mean, no. it's just been, and somehow X of X and Y fame is now like in a pretty predominant yeah. position. Like at the last set of tapings, we filmed eight shows. I was on seven of them. Like that. Yeah, you know, like not bad for X, you know. Uh, and I'm so like, oh, we 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 go back to we go back Saturday, pay per view on Sunday, and tapings on Monday. Oh wow, you're gonna and be busy. People, and people are gonna be there, and I'm just like, oh, yeah. Is this week cannot go quick enough. That's awesome. That is Oops. great. Well. Uh, I, I am so happy for you. I'm so glad that things are working for you. And we'll close it out from here. I want to thank you again, Sal, for taking the time out of your schedule. Oh, I know you got a busy weekend. And again, this weekend, uh, when our shadows fall, NWA pay-per-view on Fight TV. I know it starts uh, in the central time zone at 3 o'clock, according yes. to what I saw. So, if you're going to get it, get it according to your time zone. And Sal, thank you again for coming on, taking the time. Absolutely. And thank you everyone for listening and we will catch you next time. Thank you.